Do you have a story that can inspire others? Do you know someone who does? Do you have a life journey that others can relate to? Maybe you've conquered a personal, professional, or physical obstacle. No story is too big or too small. Others want to be inspired by you. The Taryn Lamp Show. Each episode, we will talk to everyday people just like you with amazing stories. Everyone has a story to share. This show is about positivity and love. Listen and learn from these individual journeys. I am your host, Taryn Lamp, and this is The Taryn Lamp Show. Hello, everyone. How are you? How are you? This is Just Like You, Everyday People, Amazing Stories, episode number 44. 44. Oh, my goodness. I am in a different location today, so that's why my background's a little different. But don't worry. I feel like there's like it makes my head look like I have a little shaven spot there in my head, in the middle of my head. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. So this is Just Like You, episode number 44. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, if you have a story and we know you do, make sure you get in contact with me. I would love to have you on the show. If you have a friend of a friend who has a story, make sure they get in contact with me. Hook us up, hook us up. I would love to have them on the show. This show is about positivity. It's about love. It's about spreading just the good message. So again, any story no stories too big, no stories too small. I would love to have you on the show. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Make sure you watch this episode again and again and again and share with your friends. This is episode number 44 of Just Like You, Everyday People, Amazing Stories. All righty. I see my guest is on the line. Kenny J. Kenny J. It says unable to join. That must mean that might mean, oh, let's see, view request. Let's see, go like Kenny J. Kenny J, three of three is in the building. Kenny, Kenny J. Hey. <laughs> What's up? What's going on? I just got, I actually got a new um, iPhone today and I, I see I look much clearer on my, I, I went from a seven to an 11 today. Ooh. I can see. I can you. see. I need to upgrade. Myself. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. It's been a day, but I'm here. Is everything okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can tell us all on Instagram Live. Right, exactly. No, it's just busy. It's been productive, though. Busy okay. day, but it's been productive. You know what? A busy day, like you said, as long as it's been productive, that's been awesome. Exactly. You know? So I really appreciate, like I was telling everybody, this is episode number 44. So thank you so much for, you know, your time and being on the show. I want to get into your story and, you know, just say how you are connected to the other two that we've had before. And I said, I've been calling you three of three and you're, you're rounding out our trifecta. So I so appreciate it. And, and, you know, I don't want to tell everybody what you do and, and, you know, I want you to tell your, your own story, but just thank you so much for all you do. We talked on the phone and, you know, I think what you're doing is powerful what you're doing for the community and for our men specifically is just powerful. We really appreciate it. So I'm going to let you go ahead and tell us your journey and, you know, give us your story, Kenny J. I, can, can, I just call you that. Like, I mean, it's just so fun. 
It works. Right, right. It works. So <laughs> my story, I guess I can, well, tell it a little bit about what I do now. Currently, I am a mental health outpatient therapist. I own my own private practice, um, but I also do some contract work for other counties in the area. I live in Greenville, North Carolina, originally from Elizabeth City, North Carolina. And um, my story, it's not a lot to my story, but it kind of sets the tone for my passion and my mm -hmm. purpose that I walk in. Um, so born and raised in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, up until the age 26. Um, and during my childhood, I dealt with a lot of anxiety. At the time, I didn't know what that was. Um, very reserved, very timid, um, a lot of fear, a lot of fear of rejection, fear of um, embarrassment, fear of judgment, a lot of those things. And at the time, I didn't know what I was feeling. I just knew it was uncomfortable, so to speak. Okay. So um, I grew up there in um, high school, college, kind of lost, didn't know where I wanted to go, but I knew I wanted to stay home because I just wasn't comfortable bringing some social anxiety as well. <clears throat> so um, when I turned 26, uh, I ran into a couple of different things. My father, he got sick, um, and that was a, a ground shaker because my mom and my dad, it was a close-knit family. So my mom, my dad, me and my sister, we hadn't had many disruptions before then. And um, he got sick. I lost two of my grandmothers that year. And then um, I lost the relationship. And I also lost a job. So just a lot of things hit me. Dealt with some depression. Um, but when I came out of it, I just didn't like the fact that external factors controlled my mood and how things were going. So I just, I just kind of made it my duty to find out how to make it better for me, make it more comfortable for me. So I branched out, told my mom I got to go, and I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, and then ultimately to Fayetteville, where I went back to school to get my master's in social work. Okay. And then um, when I learned about human behavior and started learning more about what anxiety was, what some of my patterns were and where they came from, I just drew this passion for trying to help other people break through that wall. Mm. Um, so that's the short version. And then ultimately, I ended up going into the field of mental health. And now I do the private practice because it allows me to kind of set the tone as far as um, accessibility. So I worked for other agencies where insurances would sometimes mm -hmm. create barriers for people to be able to access the, the, the services and their stigmas also. So I have a private practice, but it's a small setting. So no lobbies. It's just one-on-one. I set appointments. And I can also have a sliding scale for people who may not have insurance. Um, so I can I can make it affordable. Okay. I like yeah. the fact that you said, go back to how you and then how you do this for other people. I like the fact that you said, I didn't like the fact that external factors were controlling my mood. Right, right. So um, one of my things growing up... Uh, like I said, just fear, fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, um, mm -hmm. adjustments and things like that, but also relationships. One of the biggest things were um, just struggling through relationships, struggling through um, the ends of relationships, like breaking up with people and things like that. And I just didn't like where it would leave me. So I had yeah. to reframe my mindset and reframe how I view things. And I learned that perspective is reality and just started working on some of those things that um, where in my mind, the distorted thoughts, learning about why I view things a certain way mm -hmm. and um, the views and values that I didn't even make myself. I kind of 
were conditioned to feel that way, just started mm-hmm. sorting through some of those things. And then again, it started from there. Yeah, I think that's so powerful to, and, and now that you're sharing it with others, right? I think that, you know, we all want to get to a space where we don't let external things affect our mood and affect, and then also take a look at kind of what you were saying, like what, <clears throat> I don't know if you used the word exactly triggers you, but, you know, just kind of what puts you there, right? And how can you kind of get control of that? Because we do allow so many things to control, you know, our emotions and to your point, our mental health, right? But but I want to ask you what, you know, I just think that, first of all, I commend you for going into the mental health space. You mentioned stigmas earlier. You know, Mm -hmm. what gave you the courage? And this is where I get into maybe advice for someone else to kind of take a look at that. You know, what gave you the courage to kind of unpeel that onion for Kenny J and now, you know, thousands of other people that you're working with? What gave you that courage to to do that because there is, uh, you know, something, you know, there where people are like, you know, I don't know if I want to unpeel that onion or unpack that baggage or, you know, uh, be into that stigma. What gave you the courage to do that? And what advice would you give someone else? Um, For me, it, it really came down to the fact that, like I said, it felt like prison at one point. It felt like I just didn't, it was just frustrating. So it was a, for me, it was like a no other option type of deal. It was like, a, I just don't have excitement in this moment with things and I don't like this. And I know I'm not supposed to give up on everything. So I have to. Um, but for people that might be struggling with it, what I would tell them to do is to to start slow, connect with somebody that they feel like they can relate to, um, seek somebody like a friend who may have already taken that route mm-hmm. and just sit with them. You don't have to necessarily go and engage in the um, the assessment process right away. Sit with somebody and just ask them, hey, how do you feel? What do you get from it um, when you go to see your therapist or you go to see a counselor? And just start slow, um, prepare yourself mentally, and then take steps, take baby steps. Mm-hmm. Um, I would suggest, like I said, seeking somebody who makes you feel comfortable. So if you try it, it's not a good experience, change to another another uh, provider change to uh, maybe somebody that you feel like can relate to you better and i think those are important because i think i mean i i'm a proponent of therapy myself Mm i i'm i i feel like we tune up our cars we tune up you know everything right but we don't tune up our minds and our brains and our mental health i'm a definitely i i like you suffer from anxiety so i'm there with you on that so i definitely am with you and i feel like that once we start you know, getting through these, I guess, barriers in our own heads, you know, getting out of our, getting out of our own ways, if you will, that, you know, we can start to unpack some of these things that may, you know, may have affected us or to your point may currently trigger us or, you know, affect our mood. I think so. What, um, I, I think, and you can, you can maybe speak to this better than me. I think it could be, I don't know if I want to say harder or maybe just different for our men so can you think can you speak a little bit specifically to you know that and how you know it's it's a it's a i don't i don't know if i want to say harder or less hard but you know a different path for our men than it is you know our women in a you know just a different way right and and i definitely see that because um, the culture of, of culture, what culture, what society tells us a man is supposed to represent, supposed to represent strength, 
but it's also supposed to represent like this protective, uh, secure space. Um, you look more at the man of being the person who can hold and handle everything. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about going and putting yourself in a vulnerable spot, when you're talking about being and getting assistance in general, that's things that some people deem as weak um, without even realizing it. So it's like a conditioning. For women, it's okay, or, or girls in general, it's okay to show emotion. For mm-hmm. men, you're not really taught to show emotion and lean on people. When okay. you grow up and you say becoming a man, um, some of the concepts that you teach boys in certain cultures is um, don't depend on anybody, don't owe anybody, don't don't uh, don't just I mean, don't lean on people mm-hmm. in general. Be able to stand on your own. So that translates into other things if you don't sort that out for a person or for uh. um, And that's kind of what you see. Like even when you start from childhood, if a little girl falls. You pick them up, console them, but sometimes with certain fathers and, and certain parents in general, if a boy falls and he cries too much, it's get up, rub it off, mm-hmm. tighten up, shake it off. And um, those things translate. They can translate into a certain conditioned mindset, uh, and it, it shows when uh-huh. you start to look at these sectors. Yeah, I, I do think it's, you know, I thank you for sharing that because I just wanted, you know, guests to hear that, you know, I, I think you're kind of, you know, like I said, uh, hitting that that niche where it's it's men, and I think that that is important because, to your point, a lot of a lot of men, a lot of people in general, but we're speaking specifically men today, you know, may have that feeling where I can't go to anybody, right? Or I don't, I don't know if it's that they don't want to or they can't, and women have it too, um, but like I said, we're speaking to men today, but you know, they can't go to anybody. They were told to get up, get up, tough it out. You know, you fell, get back on the bike. You know, right. get back on the whatever it is, keep it going. And I think to your point, that's what kind of so- sometimes leads us down this path of, you know, explosion later on in life where we've just toughed it out too much or, you know, we've not unpacked what that toughing out means, what that toughing out means and how it, how it affects us. Right. And then we, you know, later on, it's like, oh, my goodness, you know, we don't know where to go and we don't know where to turn. And that's when things start to get. Uh, t- very toxic, you know, for right. us. Right. So is there anything that you would tell anybody not to do? In general? Yeah, just from a from a standpoint of like, we're, you know, we're talking about unpacking things. We're talking about what triggers us. Is there anything just in your, you know, profession or anything of what you've seen, like what not, you know, what somebody should not do? I don't, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I'm thinking to myself, not hold it in, right? Like right, not. Right. So definitely. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. From my personal experience and the, the work that I do, the main thing that I would tell them not to do is don't avoid ah. whatever it is, you need to lean into it. Whatever it is, that is I like it. And don't allow fear to guide your direction and guide your d- decisions. And the reason why is because one, like that's it. a that's a recipe for regrets. That's number one. But then number two, you're not gonna be the same person you are today years down the road and you don't want to make decisions based off of the fear now and then later look back and say man i wish i would have did that like i said regrets in general but you 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 don't want to be moved by that factor so whatever you do if you want it go get it put one foot in front of the other the only thing standing in between you and whatever it is is time i like that don't avoid yes and that goes for all of us. Again, you know, we, we know, like I said, I've said it a 
few times we're speaking with men today or to men today, but we that goes with all of us. Don't avoid because sometimes, because, I mean, maybe I'm just speaking to myself because <laughs> I know, you know, I can push it to the side and, you know, deal with it another day, right? But then that, another, that other day never comes and there I'm stewing in it. Right, whatever, whatever it is, right? I'm stewing in it, trying to figure it out for myself. Or even if it's a confidence issue, you know, speaking to the women, sometimes it's like for us, it's like we avoid doing things because we're not confident, you know, where we may not be as secure as we'd like to be or whatever. But then it's like, if we can go to whatever it is head on, you know, take on that challenge of why we're not confident. We're not confident because, you know, we don't have any hair. We don't have any this, that, and the other. And, you know, there's so many reasons why we need to lean into to our confidence. So, you know, I think for us, that's a good message too. For everybody, that's a good message, you know, to not avoid. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're doing with regards to the community? And I know, you know, you're doing some, some other things out there. What do you, what do you got going on with regards to building community and sharing? Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to get everything. I know I'm going to miss something, but the, the first thing that stands out is you good, bro. Um, I am a part of the podcast. So when you say I'm three of three, I'm the third person interviewing from our <laughs> podcast crew. Um, so you have Stephen McGee and Jasmine Spain, and we do the You Good Bro, Bro podcast. But that is an extension of like a roundtable discussion mm -hmm. um, type of vibe that we have um, twice a month okay. uh, on Google. And we just talk about issues and situations that men deal with. So from finances to relationships to trauma to um, anxiety, depression, um, school-related topics, we dig into everything. And we just kind of open the floor. We bring an expert in to kind of start oh. the conversation. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of throw it around and do what we do. So um, that's the biggest thing that we have going on. That's really like my heart. That's my heart as far as the community work. But then I'm um, the main initiative, which is mm -hmm. the umbrella that uh, You Good Bro is under. We actually have a summit coming up in April um, on the 16th. And that is for high school students and college students. And that is pretty much, it's going to be a, a plethora of different trainings and, and, and seminars that's going on, but it's geared towards financial literacy. literacy. Mm, okay. And them for that transition from school to the real world. So um, those are the two main projects that I have going on in the community right now. And tell us again, the ages so um, high school students and college students. So high school and college. You might have said that, but okay. School or college, then um, you're able to register. And the event is virtual this year? Yes. Or? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I just think, and, and you know, those ages, you're getting, you're getting them while they're young, right? And so yeah. I'm hoping, you know, we're getting to them and teaching them some of the things you just mentioned that some of, some of us don't learn until we're, you know, wiser let's say older and wiser you know i try and we were just i was just having a conversation with a friend and then we're like oh my goodness we're almost 50 so i'm, I'm now i'm changing older to wiser but you know right. well, <laughs> but i just think it's good to get to them while they are you know this age and hopefully we can start at a younger age than than maybe uh you know you, you or i did or some, some other people listening did to get to them when they're in high school and college because, you know, they're making formative decisions during during that time. I mean, we're all making them, but, you know, we're making formative decisions during that time. And it's so good to see you three out there, you know, tackling this, I don't, you know, this, um, this stance, you know, I don't know, want to call it an issue because it's, it's life, right? But you're taking a stance for these young men and, and young people and saying, hey, we're here with you, you know? 
because I think that lots of times, you know, a, a lot of us want to know that so we got someone on our side, right? We have a, and especially with men, you know, to know that another man has your back. Right, right. You know, I think is, is so important. What, um, like, I guess, what would you say, you know, you've moved, you've, you've tackled your, you know, things, right? The peeling back of the onion, mm -hmm. you kind of see what triggers you, mm -hmm. um, you know, what will you say? And I want to, I want to know like what the future holds, but I want to know two things. I want to know what the future holds from a standpoint of like just business wise and professional wise. But I also mm -hmm. want to know from a personal standpoint, like how are you going to keep yourself going and motivated? Because I know for myself, like anxiety can creep up on me, right? There's yes. some days where I wake up and I'm full of confidence and energy and other days, not so much. So how do you keep yourself on this path of you know positivity and and I, i'm asking for me too because i'm like if you got any good tips i think sometimes like i said i wake up and i'm like oh man like i could go back to bed or don't want to get out of bed what does it look for what does emotion look like for you forward or or is that even a thing to say to men do am i supposed to say emotion or am i am i supposed to use another you're, word you're definitely supposed to say i encourage people to say emotion to men more because they need to embrace it and learn because uh that's one of my passions too, like just emotional intelligence, conquering mm -hmm. your emotions and the way you receive other people and it let it affect your emotions. But to your question, um, for me personally, it's just continuing to uh, to to increase in discipline, routine. Ah. Routine helps me a lot. And then spiritually, just continuing to climb spiritually. Uh, over this last year and a half, my spiritual walk has, has grown a lot stronger which has helped me a lot in that area of anxiety, okay. anxiety and um, any other moods um, that may come. So that's the main thing, just staying focused in terms of discipline and spirituality and then health, making sure I take care of my nutrition. Tell us more about discipline. I want to hear more about that. I like that one. So so <clears throat> I have this saying, um, and it probably didn't come from me. I kind of paraphrase it, but I have this Somebody saying. Somebody had a saying, um, and you're using it. Right. Right, exactly. So um, when adversity hits you, you hit a cliche of you rise to the, to the occasion. But it, that's not true, according to my thought and my philosophy. What happens is when adversity hits you, you revert to your training. So discipline mm. is consistency and repetition. So what happens is when you have those adverse days or you have those things that cause your body to go into autopilot, whatever discipline you have is going to show in those moments. So if you're a runner, you'll run. If you're a person that seizes up and freezes, then that's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So my discipline requires me to make sure I put my body in a certain type of pattern. Okay. So when these adverse situations, these bad days come, my body automatically knows what the next step is. And that's it, it, good. Yes. I like that. Like putting yourself kind of in a, in a, in a pattern, like you said, if I, I, um, I was actually that same friend that we were talking about earlier. I was talking about earlier. We were talking about running and how you're, you know, uh, so you mentioned running, you know, getting your body it, like in that condition and you kind of know what to do. I was actually saying, I probably won't be running anymore because like I said, knees aren't what they used to be, but that's a whole different you know, uh, Instagram live show. But I think you're right. You know, you revert back to your training. I like that. When adversity mm -hmm. comes, you revert back to your training. You revert back to those habits, right? And if you create good habits, good training, good discipline, if you will, then when adversity comes, you're going to re revert back to those good habits, those good training, that good discipline that you've 
created for yourself. And, and he, like, almost like a, it, it, like working out like muscle memory kind of thing, I think is kind of what you're liking it to. And I think that's good because, you know, like the, I get what you're saying, like rising to the occasion, like what's, I almost think like, if I don't have any training or discipline, what am I going to rise? How am I going to rise to the occasion? Right. You can't pull nothing from thin air. Yeah. You are, you're only going to go to what you know. That's what conditioning is. And that's what we're products of everybody, all of us. Right. So even with the stigma of mental health and people saying like, if I go to a mental health therapist, then something's wrong with me. No, what you're doing is you're going back and sorting through the conditioning that you were a uh, product of and just making sure that it goes how you want it to go. So that discipline is a part of that. You put the pieces in place and then you go forward. Yeah, somebody's loving that. I, I didn't quite catch who it was, but I see some, I've seen some hearts go, go, as you've been talking, I've been trying to capture them, but uh, got, yeah. uh, Tucci. 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 Yeah. What's up, Tucci? <laughs> How are you? He's from back home. What'd you say? I say he's from back home. That's my guy. Oh, okay. Back home. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I don't know if you know this about me, Kenny J. I am actually from Virginia, so I'm not too far from back home. What part? I, I'm born and raised in Winchester, Virginia. I live most of my adult life kind of in California and Los Angeles, but um, yeah. So, gotcha. yeah. Right there. Right with us. Right there. So, I'm not too far from down home. <laughs> it still comes out every now and then. <laughs> I know. It says when I get mad, I have an accent, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> like you said, the adversity comes up and it goes right back to where it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> The volume went down a little. Oh, it did? Okay, yeah, there it is. I don't know. I'm trying to learn how to work my new phone, but technology. So tell us a little bit about professionally what the future holds. So professionally, um, I just want to continue to uh, reach people. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable in the space that I'm at to be able to move with the flexibility that I can and, and be able to be accessed like I am. I do want to expound in terms of trainings and awareness seminars. Mm different entities so I'm doing a little bit of that but I wouldn't mind expanding on that and then um the other thing is I have a brand uh that I'm getting off of the ground it's it's it's, it's in the workings it's actually built up but I'm just trying to roll it out but it's called God sent and um it's just me kind of meshing to a mic God sent g-o-d-c-e-n-t right 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 so it's um it's just bridging two of my loves um so I love music um, and then I love therapy. I fell in love with therapy and just trying to blend those two worlds. So music and lyricism and therapy and just media content and that facet. Um, so that and probably some books and some literature will come from under that umbrella. Yeah. And the volume went down again. You know, my, is that better? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He loves music too. Um, he is is quite the the writer. I, me, on the other hand, I, I have a lot to be desired. But I mean, I love music. But he's he actually has produced music in the past. So, yeah. And it it is the language of all, right? Music. Yeah. Yes. You know, music brings you to places you never thought you'd go, and in, in your feelings and emotions. 
well, probably physically too, but that's a whole nother story. Right. So, I mean, I just really appreciate what you're doing. I've said it time and time again. I mean, you, you, um, you know, I just think mental health is such a, such an important topic. And I think for those who are stepping out and sharing their stories and sharing their triumphs, sharing their adversities, you know, sharing so many things and making it, uh, you know, okay. You know, I applaud you for doing that because it takes, a, you know, a giant to, you know, unfold your, you know, your life to the world and then work on it, you know? Yeah. And that's hard. It's a lifelong process. Yes. It's a, you know, commitment you have to make to yourself. I'm sure you've had to make some commitments or, you know, explain some things to others that they may not have wanted to hear or may not have knew about you. And there's a lot, you know, that comes with that and comes unpacking it as <clears throat> from childhood to adulthood. So yes. I just want to thank you. We have two minutes left. Any final thoughts for the audience? And guys, I am going to post this on my my Instagram. I am going to tag Kenny J on this. I am going to put it on my story and tag him. I'm also going to put it on my YouTube channel and I'm going to send him to him. And if you are listening and would like to be on the show, I would love to have you just DM me. And if you also would take a look at Kenny J's handle and if you have any questions for him and anything he's been up to, make sure you get in contact with him as well. So Kenny J, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Mm. I encourage people to embrace mental health therapy, like you said earlier about the tuning of the car. Um, mental is just as, as important as physical. And if you believe mm. that it's important to get physicals and checkups to make sure that your body is doing well, there's nothing wrong with mental health maintenance. You don't have to go every week. You can just go to maintenance and make sure mm -hmm. things are on point. And then the other thing, to my point that I spoke to earlier, don't make decisions based off of fear. So avoidance is toxic. Don't avoid. Whatever it is that's sitting in front of you and whatever you want to do, walk into it. It may be scary. It may be ugly, but I guarantee you, you can conquer it. And if you mm -hmm. don't, when you're in a better space later, you may look back and regret it. So take it by the horns and go. Do not avoid, folks. Do At not all. avoid. Walk into it. It's kind of like they say, walking into the light, you know, walking into your light, I should say. And, you know, don't avoid, walk into it, take control of it. Don't let external factors, that was one of the first things you said, don't let external factors take you. you know, I think right. people don't let external factors take, take control of your mood. Is that what you said? Right, right. Don't let external factors take control of your mood. Um, Kenny J, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for, you know, not knowing me from a can of paint and agreeing to come on. And I, I really appreciate it. I hope I hope you stay in touch. And, you know, if there's anything I can do for you, definitely reach out. I'm going to, I am, like I said, on location right now. So I normally call you, but what I'll probably do is I'll probably give you a call. You're on the East Coast time. So I'll probably try to give you a call tomorrow or even over the weekend. But okay. I'm going to send all this to you and shoot you a quick text right now. And guys, this is going to be on my channel, on my YouTube channel. And make sure if you have a story, and we know you do, that you get in contact with me. Kenny J, be good to yourself, my friend. I definitely will. You do the and same. And I'll talk to you soon. I'll be in touch. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, everyone. All right.
This is Just Like You, Everyday People, Amazing Stories, episode number 44. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.